Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. I'm Ryan, and Jake just called me a cracker. That it's, is racist. It's, <laughs> yep. It's always the second. We always have to do this at least two to three times. <laughs> I love to stir Jake, and not that it's anything offensive, but it definitely alludes to things offensive. It, it offended me. <laughs> Is what I will say. Sometimes you just have to be a bastard and just make put people out there until they're like, oh, just really God, put them on the back. Why foot. would I do? Why we can't do this? Why we can't do this? Perfect. I'll 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 give you a couple examples of why the last one that we just didn't do. <laughs> no, we did do. We did. You do. canceled. <laughs> I canceled myself and both of us. Anyways, this is a podcast about movies, about TV shows, about video games. Leave us a like, hopes. Yeah, please, please. I'm, I'm begging you. <laughs> oh, it's we're kind of like ever uh, platform. It is just. Yeah, it's right there. You can double tap. We're on prostituting it. the shit out of ourselves. Just come lick it and like it. Lick it and like it. <laughs> yeah. That's all we're asking for. We just really want to like you don't even lick it, but you don't I mean, even if have you to don't like mind, it. I mean you can lick it and put yeah. some get some of the flavor on you. Yeah, there's always a little bit of residual flavor left over. <laughs> I mean you don't have to like it that much. Just double tap on it. Mm. It's fine. You know we eat how, a lot of vegetables. You know the amount of effort fruits. it takes on whatever podcasting app to put your thumb down. You put it on the one star and then you're like scroll it up to the fifth star. Yeah. You could sneeze just a little bit and you're up to four stars and then you just need one more little <laughs> five stars, five star review. I you mean, don't have to write anything. You just leave a rating. Is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back? Give yeah, a person I one star? I think so. You fuckers. <laughs> Why would you? Only the five stars get to go with him. And you know what? We got some work to do. So that's that's why we're putting plugs at the front now. Jake, I can just feel people magic oozing from what we're about to do here tonight. Uh, I think that we're on the press. I have magic pre-cum happening, oozing from my body. I We've got so much good stuff to talk about, Ryan. We've got, Look we've it got like it, baby. so much good news. We've got a trailer for Hocus Pocus 2. We we've do. We've got a lot of video game news. And we have lot, nothing I mean, but our lives to talk about. Four things of video game news. And we've got two Boom. major motion picture tv series is to discuss we've got mm, that's catching up on the boys and we're catching up on obon kenobi why are we doing up. the boys well it's hero gasm and we also listen to people who are like hey the boys is good talk about some shit and we're like we'll talk about the shit for and you also, and also the boys is good and i feel like we didn't get to talk about it enough the last time so we're giving it a second pass boys is actually my favorite tv show right now but you know what we'll probably talk about you it again know what when it wraps up 
so yeah we might do that weeks. that makes sense because how many more episodes i got is it two two more three? only two more well two more but i feel like you could fill that with the last episode we'll get in there but there was an epic battle there was nude people fucking and bullshit and i feel like if i was a younger person and i didn't have my wife i would probably be masturbating hardcore to this tv show like all the time that 17 foot long russian penis that was just uh you mean in its way uh, uh what do they call them mother uh the sausage love sausage love sausage is what he said what mother's milk said yeah and he's like i love that and he survives uh the uh sausage man yeah he's just a little bird it's fine sausage steve lives to tell the tale sausage steve is like a cockroach you can't ever eliminate him you know the guy that we worked with that we talked about like episodes and episodes ago kind of looks like mother russia and his name is sausage steve they both have sausage in common you know They've got multiple things in common. If you believe in God, God wastes the worst penises on the worst people. That's what I are the best penises on the worst people. I'm telling you, you know, you ever look down at your like penis and you're like, man, this could be way more epic. And then there's somebody out there who doesn't deserve it or who will never get to use it. And the best penises. I still think that first statement could equally be applicable in that one, but uh, we're going to yeah. keep with it. We're going to keep with it. We're going to keep with it. We're going to roll. The best penises are wasted on the worst people. You know, they say Vladimir Putin has a pretty big schlong did and I you, rest my case. What uh, did you get that from uh, Fox news or Russian state? No, propaganda? I got that from a brain. Sorry. Those were the same place. I misspoke. <laughs> Uh, the uh, wasp, <laughs> the wasp. We're just gonna hop in the news. We'll work our way back. The wasp was originally part of Doctor Strange's two's Illuminati, and I assumed that she was gonna be the flying character that became what Monica Rambo. Yeah, um, you know, I think it seems like Doctor Strange two. They had a lot of ideas, and they chopped most of that movie out. Originally, the wasp was an version of the Illuminati. Um, the wasp shrunk down and flew at Wanda and Wanda just clapped her hands and smushed the wasp. That was kind of ants like climatic. So was that entire fight, honestly, because she pretty much squished heads and fucked shit up. The, the biggest showed up. two things that happened there was uh, Mr. Fantastic getting pulled apart. Jim. Jim and also the guy the blowing his head and it was like because oh, that was like the first thing I was like okay gave me one gave me two and then I just expected it Peggy Carter probably would have been a surprise if she was one of the first ones by that point I knew what was going on yeah but it gives us enough wiggle room to be like oh there's enough of a story here we could uh, definitively jump into that again if we really wanted to yeah um but yeah I I, I get it I feel like as far as calling, we talked about this when we reviewed it, uh, as far as calling your movie multiverse of madness, there could have been a little more multiverse more and a little more madness, I guess. But it, it seems like they cut it down to an enjoyable amount, but maybe I wanted maybe a little bit more, but still I watched a fun it movie. twice. And from my, the first time I saw it, I had high expectations and they were exceeded, which yeah. is great. You don't get that often. You watch the second it, yeah. time I saw it, I was like, you know, this is just kind of like a. We didn't go a lot of places. We just kind of went from A to B. We went to like four really. places. Well, I mean, we went A to B. I mean, we we just traversed everything and we got where we needed to be. 
It was nothing exciting and crazy. I think it did a great job on its first watch is disguising itself as being maybe more than the sum of its parts. Agreed. And <laughs> I, but I still would put this in like my top three or four of Marvel movies. I, I agree. I, I did highly enjoy it, but I, I did feel like for what maybe the fan hype for that, maybe they had some, as again, as a fan of that we'll talk about here later in this episode, maybe they placed some unfair expectations on something like this and were a little bit disappointed with what they got. I, <laughs> I just enjoyed the magic aspect of it. I was, I enjoyed it for the ride, uh, but I, I do feel like maybe they could have maybe done a little bit more, but I, I enjoyed what we got for sure. Um, but it, it would be interesting to see if there is some alternate Sam Raimi, if we're clamoring in five years to release, to release the Raimi cut of Dr. Strange too. That's actually like four hours long and we get to see all the fucked up, weird, wacky shit that he was completely planning for that. Jake, let me throw this out to you. All right. Let's say that let car my catcher's mitt out. Let's say that car companies back in the day developed a way for your car to stop on a dime whenever it got near something or would allude to you that something was beside you. Okay. Safety features. Now let's say we progress on Ford and then your car is parallel parking for itself. Can oh, it that's nice. On a silver dollar. Let's, well, let's say that your car starts driving for itself. Okay. We're in the real world. Right. Basically we introduce the safety features that you felt comfortable with, but you can also control. And now we're like, we're instead of the defensive, we're on the offensive where it drives. All right. Now, now we're let's, shooting Sacagawea golden dollars out of the front of grill. Amen, bro. <laughs> well, let's say now that Amazon is testing a new Alexa feature that could mimic the voices of dead relatives. Now, how, why, and what else can you do beyond this? Because this is just the tip of the iceberg, people. There's going to be something else beyond this. We're almost on our way to sex robots. I would say that With some your people relatives. are already there on their way. Um, I This is horrifying. And why? Who? How? But mostly why it are, are the things that I would say. Why would you want that? What? Why? Well, you know, they had those pictures like the uh, uh, you could do like your dead relatives and they like blink and they slightly move their mouth and stuff and people cry about it. That's nothing to cry about. You clearly you're simple. I mean, people, we've all lost somebody close to us, I'm assuming. And it's Lance Armstrong, nut to the right. And Cheryl Crow. But again, still alive. Both of those people still very much alive. The, a nut is not alive. It's not a person. Lance Jack. Armstrong is alive. Yeah, but his nut's gone. He's only got one, man. Well, the Supreme Court has declared that Lance Armstrong. <laughs> Anyways, we're not going to get into that. The the thing that. That's not something that people want, I don't think. What, Especially a one from- nut guy. Yes, yes. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So unless Amazon finds a way to put that left nut back on Lance Armstrong and get him not to cheat and uh, intimidate those journalists that, <laughs> that reported on it, we've got a long way to go is what I'm saying. Um, anyways. I beg to differ with that. I think some people will get a kick out of that, but I don't think that they will be... Uh, 
like of sound mind, I think that this would be in crisis mode. Exactly. Like where you have to hear something to get you through. That is the main reason why those are this, the, those vulnerable, pe- vulnerable people are the same people that do not need to be able to access this kind of stuff. But vulnerable, pe- vulnerable people can be strong people who are just going through a tough time too. But vulnerable people. Vulnerable people. This is a different story. Yeah, that is vulnerable people. I mean, who I wants to hear Anna Nicole Smith like talk to him? Be like, yeah, I'll lick your nope, lick your PP. Nope, for not fifty dollars. That, that old 50. guy in that wheelchair. Like my body. Um, yeah, that's a different. That's a different story and a different issue. But yeah, I I think that um, death is already a traumatic thing, and so maybe uh, Alexa should not try to pretend to be my dead grandpa. Well, uh, she might be. Uh, that sounds traumatic and not something that I want to uh, relive. Well, let me tell you something else traumatic. Oh, great. I can't wait. There's so um, much good news in the world right now. Michael Jackson did write the music for Sonic uh, Hedgehog 3. <laughs> what? That's wild. Doesn't surprise me because he seemed like he had some kid issues about himself. Um, PlayStation 5 units are coming. Um, oh, we just moved right on. All yeah, right. no, yeah, we definitely did. Sega to Sony. Yep. Uh, they're more of them. increasing uh, as component shortages finally start to ease so you can finally get your PlayStation 5. But I feel like they were already planning this and they knew way in advance because they said that they were going to stop producing like PlayStation 4 games at some point. I feel like they've put like a, a, a date on that already. I feel like definitely because of the component. Uh, trust me, if Sony could sell you a PS5 more easily, they would have done it. They were happy to make you pay five or $600 for a new console if they could have sold it to you. But I think that literally because of COVID and component shortages and chip shortages, it literally could not have been done. And that's the same reason that, that people have made a living on Twitter monitoring this sort of shit. It's good to see that that's finally ending because I can tell you, Having had one for close to a year, shit's great. Like it is, it it really is amazing. And I do hope that this next generation of gaming can finally start because what is possible is really exciting with some of the stuff they're able to accomplish. And so it's a bummer when you hear support for something like as good as a console as the PS4 was is ending, but it's also been almost 10 years. PlayStation 2 is the greatest console. <laughs> Why don't they time? make more new games for that? I don't know. You know, <laughs> I'm going to have to level with you, Jake, candidly, that PlayStation you 5 s- might be something that I skip unless they bring back Jack and Dexter. That's uh, the only thing that's going to bring me back. I got a kiddo on the way. I'm PlayStation 6 will be something that maybe there for me waiting or, you know, like I'll probably go to a different system. I've been one, two, three, four so far five. I may have to skip one, two, three, four. Yeah. I've been all those playstations. So when you're teaching your, when you're teaching your daughter how to, how to count, you know, like one PlayStation, two PlayStation, three PlayStation, six PlayStation. No, we're going to make it to four. We got to make then it we'll to skip four. over five. <laughs> She'll know. Look at this. Look in the attic. This is all of my hubris. Everything the light touches is yours. <laughs> all of these will probably be worth like nothing. A couple hundred dollars. No, at people have picked up on that shit now. On, on eBay, you could probably get $50, $80 out of some sucker and charge them $30 for shipping. <laughs> my kiddo will be wise. She yep. has no choice what to be, but 
Take yeah, we definitely might skip that. Pay for $30 shipping, it'll take three weeks to get there. Um, Mega go. Man Battle Network 10-game collection coming in 2023. So a lot of people... Nintendo just did their like miniature direct because they're like, Hey, we don't have a lot of games to announce first party, but we're going to do some third party stuff. Mm-hmm. When I saw this, my, I creamed my little panties and I was like this. I remember some of those games back in the day. I'm very excited for my best friend. When I was younger, he had a whole collection of Mega Man's and we played the shit out of this. What's the one where we play? The guy with the blonde hair and he's got red armor and you fight him, but you can't ever really beat him in the first time you meet each other. Proto Man. Yeah. Yeah. Mega Man Battle Network is a spinoff of the regular Mega Mans where they took the whole series, which is based on platforming and uh, miniature levels, and they turned it into a turn-based RPG, a turn-based card-based RPG. And the thing that I love most about it is that it was... I think I played that first one. I think I played Mega Man Battle Network 2 or 3 sometime in like 2002 when our fifth grade trip made a... Our fifth grade uh, school trip, we did a field trip to the Outer Banks and one of my friends lent me their Game Boy Advance on the bus ride. And you pushed up your glasses and and I had no idea what was happening, but it was... It was an incredible interpretation of what they thought that the internet would be, where you have a literal avatar of yourself and each little town or whatever had its own version of the internet. And you had uh, this avatar of yourself would go in and fight uh, computer viruses and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was so fun. <laughs> it is going back to him now. I was so excited for this. And then I realized I own all six of these games already on an emulator <laughs> that I could pull up and play right now. But for some reason, paying actual money and playing them on the switch just feels a little bit better because I sunk so much time on my Game Boy Advance playing these games and they, they do hold a special place in my heart. And I do think they are, good and fun to play still for the most part with some uh maybe some moderate advances they were one of those games that uh they love to cut you off from save points at really inopportune times so that you'd have to fight like three gigantic bosses at once and if you didn't you just have to do it all over again and as as a young kid well at least you don't have to spend coins on that no they were never arcade but uh yeah, I, I love this series. I'm excited that it's finally getting some the recognition it deserves. But at the same time, Capcom has released a classic Mega Man collection for every era of this character already. So I'm glad that they're finally uh, doing this again. I, I just Game Boy Advance games on the Switch just makes sense. That's probably my favorite console. And I'm glad to see that era of gaming getting revisited because I, it does hold potentially the most special place in my heart. I cannot tell you how many times I have, uh, how much time spent on the toilet with a game boy advance was spent sinking into, to make a lot of pounds lost, a lot of progress in games. Absolutely, man. That's my favorite era of video gaming was game boy advance. And that's partially, partially why. So I can't wait for my legs to fall asleep again and then stand up and get a little woozy after playing Mega Man Battle Network one through six. 
this is what I live for. It also said it was a 10 game collection, but I think it's because they did, they halfway through, they started doing the Pokemon thing where it's like, oh, here's Mega Man blue and red, Mega Man yellow and turquoise or whatever. Turquoise. Yeah. That's what the kids call it nowadays. Well, they put out two versions of a game and they're basically the same, but they just, they just do it anyways. It doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. Those games are those games are really fun though, and if you've never played them before, I, I do think that they still hold up for the most part, uh, and I, I really like them, especially if you like turn-based stuff, if you like Mega Man, and if you like Mega Man in a different. If sort you of like way. getting your ass beat in the beginning of a game just to learn something about later in the game. If you want to see some really funny interpretations of what the internet could be, this series is great. Because they could not have been more wrong about the, the kind of like Kenny Powers. Yes, at the very end when he went to Africa <laughs> and married a woman who's never aged, had five kids with her, and drove a motorcycle, floating w- motorcycle, a floating motorcycle with no wheels. Yeah, that's totally it. I love that. I love that futuristic shit. That's just yeah. so far not even close to what it's going to be like. Uh, Persona series coming to Switch starting with Persona 5 Royal in October. Another good one. Isn't that the game? Is it the game where you fought the penis? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's a penis in a chariot. But there's so much more. That if you've never played, again, another one where I think people from when Persona 5 first came out on the uh, PS4 in like 2016, I think people are like, this should be. This should be on the switch and it really should. There's no reason why there's no reason why it couldn't run other than maybe the file size. It, it's not one of those graphical showcases, but it is probably the best video game I've ever played in my life. And I spent about six months last year finishing it. And it is, it's incredible, honestly. And I think the switch is a great platform for it as long as it runs like decently and properly. And that whole series is, wow, wow, wow. Something I'd like to go back and revisit because Persona 5 is is so good. If if you haven't played it, seriously, give it a shot. If you've been waiting for years and years, this is finally your chance. It comes out two days before my birthday. Uh, but are you really excited? Am I going to buy it again on a different platform oh, for full yeah. price? Probably because I'm a fucking idiot. But uh, yeah, that's that that game is is such a complete package. I love it so much. That's what I, they call me. The complete complete package. package. I don't know if I could ever do it again. I spent <laughs> so much time and effort on that. It would be so difficult to start over at the very beginning. But it, it was just if you like RPGs and that turn based combat, if you played like Final Fantasies or any sorts of games like that, this is the best version of that that I've ever played. And it's it's so good. I think it was my game of the year last year, even though it, it technically came out five years ago. But Royal with the enhanced version that added like 30 additional hours in the middle of the game technically technically came out in 2020, even though it was my game of the year 2021. It's great. It's the best video game writing gameplay, anything that I've ever played period in your life ever 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 anyways i mean that's pretty i mean it's pretty out there ever <laughs> i mean you laying down the gauntlet i did 
I did, and I don't regret it. I hope you got a good week-long rate on a motel here. I ditches. WWE superstar John Cena kept asking Nintendo for a new 2D Metroid. Didn't got it. I got a feeling that you posted this. I did post it. <laughs> I can't see anything but the Metroid uh, Prime. You could tell by the subject matter who, who this peaked. All day, every of. day. Yeah. So that's hilarious. But also, I'm glad that he, uh, they, he got a free copy. So good on you, John Cena. Well, I mean, he could afford it. You know how the thing about people who are famous it. and have a lot of money is they get shit for free. Exactly. So why, stupid. Why spend your own money when someone's going to give you? I am for still free? waiting for free shit. I've been doing music for years. We've been doing this podcast for years. Well, we're where running, the fuck? We're running ads now, so you know what? Maybe we'll get free movie tickets. We ain't getting free shit, man. We'll wait till the reports come in. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so we saw the new trailer for Hocus Pocus two. Um, didn't do anything for me, but I will say. Sarah Jessica Parker always looks better. Parker. She always looks better in these movies than she does in real life. I had never seen Hocus Pocus until two years ago. Jake, I saw this in theaters. I, I know that paints uh, old age for me. Well, you are but famously 25 on, years older than me. I am not so, 25 <laughs> years older than you. I'm going to be after I kill you. And then like 25 years from now, you fucking bastard. But uh, yeah, I had never. So I don't have that nostalgic attachment to it, but I it's very much I, people are excited for this. But I think it's very much in line with a lot of other stuff that Disney has done. Where they're like, oh, here's some old stuff. You guys like this, right? Here's a new one. Oh, I like it. I like and it a lot. just looking at the trailer, it feels very much like they're going to be doing one of those reboots slash sequels of a franchise that's been dormant for a while. And it makes sense for that format, but I don't know. I would just, I'm assuming that you'd get another one after, shortly after this. Where you wouldn't wait another like twenty years, but yeah, I, I, it it doesn't it doesn't do it. I mean, I'm gonna watch it. It doesn't, but it doesn't really scratch that nostalgic itch for me because I wasn't a kid when I watched it. I was a 27 year old man, and I was like, yeah, this is all right. I could see why people like this, but yeah, I, I'm not uh, I'm not just screaming uh, about it. But, you might be, uh maybe. I bet you might be. I just want to see that cat talk again. I think it's going to be fan service. It's different cats, sadly. Um, different people. I There's going to be a witch. It's very, there's like a Sabrina element to it. You know, it'd be great if they brought in Melissa Joan Hart to just cameo in this movie. Or they bring the, the Hocus Pocus universe and the Sabrina, the teenage witch. Not necessarily do that, but just her just making an appearance. She could be like a teacher or something in the movie. And I think it's just like a nod, like a little nose. Cause let me tell you, Sabrina, the teenage witch is the best witch TV show ever up until she went to college. Throwing down when she went to college, it lost, it lacked luster for me, but I still love me some Sabrina. (laughs) Well, you know what? I, I agree. I love Sabrina, man. Just not the same. It is not, but you know, I 
I never want to shit on anyone else's childhood. Oh, uh, shit all over someone's childhood. Yeah, Just r- shit on mine. That's the difference between <laughs> difference between us. Ryan doesn't care about it, but I will I will extend that olive leaf where I'm like, I don't I don't want to do it. The olive branch? It's not the leaf. No, I'm just giving them. Give the me leaf. more than the leaf. No, I need the branch. I'll give you the leaf. I'm not giving the whole branch. You, I'll There's kill you. Dookie at the end of that leaf. Why is there you. Dookie on the end of? Because this I'm leaf. shitting on your childhood. Yeah, I'm I will fucking the, murder you. I'm well, giving, there's a knife on the end of my olive oh branch. It's gonna cut you up, motherfucker. This is the exact shit, opposite shit, of the olive branch. <laughs> um, Horizon 2074 Netflix TV series will develop be developed by the creators of the boys and. The Expanse. You know what? Sounds like a a decent amount of a decent. I like the boys. Mind of people. You love on this Horizon. I oh. think that that is in and of itself is enough to to for me to be like, yeah, maybe this won't be bad. I mean, it probably maybe will. It will be uh, Sony and their live action stuff outside of. A couple Spider-Men that were developed very heavily, mostly by Disney, not been good. So uh, hey. <laughs> we'll yeah. wait and see. So I think that the the interesting thing about that is that it is going to be a Horizon uh, prequel set in what is looks twenty seventy four, the dying which days will be of, fifty years from now, the roughly dying days of planet Earth. So we'll. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up because I'm hoping to God I'm still living to that point. So if it's dying, then I'm dying too. Come die with me. 50 years from now? Yeah, I'd be like 80. <sighs> almost both. 90. I mean, odds are I'll probably be fucking dead. But, you know, I can, can hope. I think we all can hope. If well, we yeah, can. we can all hope. Yeah, we can hope, motherfucker. But what will that Stevie! do? Stevie! <laughs> good? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be on our 80s, I guess. What do you mean, you guess? We'll Do some math, fucker. What episode, like, 8,000 of this show? Um, If what? we make it that far. If we make it that far. We'll be dead and just, like, talking 8, about, 000. like, getting lost in, like, a mall or something. Like, I didn't know where it was yesterday. We have, we've, at, we still record this, but the, the format of podcast is like butt dialing recording. off a long, long time ago, but we still do it. Yeah, we're hoping to reach people who are... We're still trying to stay hip. We're actually at the point where we're sending these back into the past to see if anyone's like, hey, you kids want to hear about some future shit? I don't know. Let me just tell you all that stuff they talked about on TV definitely happened. It huh. was very accurate, actually. Almost accurate, some would say. Send us a like, bitch. Lick it and like it. Send us a future like from the past anyways. No, that means right now it's the presence. Nah, when they said that the earth was going to be terrible, they were actually right. Oh, Obi Wan did Spencer's gifts. Oh. No, don't do it. <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi was uh, planned as a film trilogy, says writer. I believe it. Uh, do you? Mm, sure. Do you? Uh, I do you? Am we- <laughs> so. Do you? He's got so, you do? so low on this couch. <laughs> on the floor wide open, skeet so much crawl up in the ocean. I completely believe that they were like, got to make as much of this as humanly possible. That, that I 150% believe. Well, he is a 200% man, so there's at least a fourth of him that doesn't believe it. 
Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel coming December 20th, 2023. I've been Boo. watching Stranger Things Boo. and this kid who plays Mike in that. I, I thought he did terrible in the Ghostbusters movies, but I will tell you that here is my take on Stranger Things. I am almost through the first three seasons. The first season, pretty good. Second season, pretty good. Third season, it's actually a little bit better. Haven't finished it. Very interesting to see how it goes. But I will say that Eleven or L, her character between season two and three, personality-wise, expands. And I've seen Millie Bobby Brown in uh, uh, Hot Ones, and she seems so much more posh than her character. And it's almost like, I don't even like you in real life versus you in this show. Um, the show is very interesting. My favorite character is Hopper, who is like an old cranky man. Oh, which, uh, what's his name? David. Hellboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did terrible in Hellboy with the source material he was given, but he is great as Hopper. There's David a lot Harper. of things I really like about him. And um, I, But the thing that blows my mind about that show is every time something wacky happens, everybody's like, whoa, maybe we shouldn't all get together. But separately, all the characters kind of run into each other like Seinfeld. They all have a little bit. They have a piece of the puzzle. And then all of a sudden, they get back together. And like, ooh, we have it. But they just deny any yeah. odd things could ever happen in their town. The and then they always meet back up. It's like Umbrella Academy, which season three is out, which we'll have to review. Yes, at some point. And in the near future. Also, another season of. Only Murders in the Building just dropped. I seen, the, well, the first episode so dropped. So much out right now. <laughs> yeah, so much. And we're going to get there. But um, what I will say is I think the first two seasons are great. I love how the second season ended. I loved whenever Hopper and Eleven were trying to close the gate. And he's there defending her as like a, a sniper, essentially, to keep him from the, uh, the dogs. And she's trying to close the gate. Always got her nose running. I love the ketchup bottle. Hell that mouth. Her Buffy fucking style. nose comes, <laughs> the blood comes out of her nose with ketchup. Um, very interested. July 1st, the rest of season four is going to come out. Haven't made it there, but looking forward to it. It's going to be out before I get there. It's going to be a fifth season. But you're quickly but- approaching it. I am quickly approaching it. And me and my wife, we're very um, into it. I like it because it's campy. Um, a lot of people told me they didn't like season two, but I think season two um, also has a lot of nostalgia for people who grew up with like eighties um, horror movies and stuff. I see like so many things like the thing, the gremlins um, uh, aliens. Um, th- there's just so many things that a ghost, I think ghost was like uh, something I also seen with Patrick, Patrick Swayze, <laughs> like an amazing movie. <laughs> like Okay, I love Stranger Things Second so far. Time you've cried. In the your life. fucking <laughs> ghost, man. That movie is just so good. I would advise anybody to go see it. There's a point wherever um, somebody's teaching somebody how to push things in the real world. Push it. Real and, good. and it was the same, similar to Sam, Patrick Swayze's character, learning how to do stuff in the subway. And it was like, oh, that's what that is. And it was kind of fun fun for me to find those little Easter eggs. And I hope they've done those on purpose. And I'm sure they have because it's just very nice to watch. But let me tell you, Ghost, one of the greatest movies ever made. I will stand by that (laughs) every time. 
If you haven't seen it, go fucking see it. Whoopi Goldberg, Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore. Great. Fucking amazing. I have not seen it, but I did see an ad in Denmark that was referenced Ghost and Patrick Swayze that I sent you a picture of when I was there. Did you? It's been so long. I haven't. Well, I don't I recall. Re- I can't imagine you don't remember that one photo I sent you three uh, years ago. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to tell you though. But I Patrick re- Swayze is fucking magic. But I do in remember when I saw that ad. I was like, I've got to send this to Ryan. Man, I you so for all the Nicholas Cage shit I love. Ghost is up there with Patrick Swayze. I need to watch it. I haven't watched it since that time I cried, but man, I felt so emotionally strong towards that. And I had seen it multiple times as a child, man. I'm going to get me and Megs to watch that again. I'm like, Max, we got to watch this after stranger things. Need a good cry. I don't need to cry. I just need to watch it again to really invest in it maybe i'll get another tattoo it'll be patrick swayze holding demi Moore, but really making out with Whoopi goldberg you know um christian bell said that he would play batman again only if christopher nolan asked him hold up we gotta do a i i just thought of a i thought of a pivot speaking of holding on to the past what all right, we can pretend like that was I said that before. I'll go back and edit it. No, that's fine. Really, we'll, we'll, Christian really, Bell really, being Batman again. Yeah. No one cares because it isn't going to happen. Yeah, it's it's definitely not going to happen. It's over. Nolan's His time's coming and gone. Another one of it, but I appreciate his honesty. Where he's like, "Yeah, I'll do it again if he does it." Well, oh, no shit, because you know it's gonna make a shit ton of money, and also you know it'd be in pretty good hands. Except, I mean, two of those three movies were pretty good. The last one was Suspect. okay for the first little bit and then it kind of got worse but yeah <laughs> had some good ideas but ultimately didn't stick the landing <laughs> the landing you fell and broke your ankles the fact that they were like oh the audience is so dumb we really got to show christian bale being like oh he's in paris and he's living it up with anne hathaway and he's nodding the Michael first King. two were so good and the third one ruins it but you just follow it because you're like i've made it this far and i just have to i want to see how it ends whether it's good or bad, I just want to see it fall on its face in the big on the big screen. God, I remember seeing that in theaters the first time. I too. And I, I was, was like, so excited. And my girlfriend at the time, I remember being like, we've got to go see this. This is so great. And then just sitting there and being like, oh, <laughs> not so great. Oh. I remember it was a letdown for me, too. But it's one of those times where if you go see a movie, and you're like, Maybe my expectations are too high. Is it me or is it the movie? And you have to see it again to verify. I think it was the movie in that. Oh, it was definitely the movie. (laughs) But at the time, I was just like, just didn't slap like the other one. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to come back from the second Batman. That's going to be revered as like the best Batman movie for a long time. I don't think anything's topped it, and I don't see anything topping it in the future. It really did the. It did a. It had a Empire Strikes Back sort of. The feeling intro was so good, where it it was the middle one in a trilogy that wound up being probably the best one, hands and- down. The best scene is whenever um, Heath Ledger's Joker is walking out of the um, in the hospital gown and he's walking away and trying to blow up stuff. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, you you. <sighs> It was just a, we need to go back and do one, one week where we're not, we don't have anything new to talk about. Jake, talk about it's not COVID anymore. It's going to be hoard. 
It's going to be hard. Not that hard where we just ignore stuff that came out where we talk about movies, the state of movies in 2008 and the very divergent. 2008? The very divergent past when we have Dark Knight and Iron Man coming out in the same year. Gotcha. Maybe. (laughs) So. um, Where clearly. Avatar comes out soon. So we could go back before Avatar do a 28. Our 2008 thing. state of movies in 2008 slash 2009 and the very divergent path that clearly won one out <laughs> but under different circumstances namely heath ledger surviving we could be realistically it could be a real what if situation where we look at an alternate history of how the last like 15 years of cinema wound up playing out <laughs> wow <laughs> Um, Metroid Prime games are coming to Nintendo Switch. Allegedly. So it's not been, not been officially announced. And I think that I'll take this with a grain of salt because I Google this once a week to see if it's actually happening. Um, so originally it was like there, we're going to put the whole trilogy out. And I think that the big difficulty with that is that because of the old pointer controls that they did with the Nintendo Wii. And the difficulty of adapting that to a, uh, a modern control format. But so, so now there's like, yeah, we're just going to do the first GameCube game. But maybe it'll be a bit of a remaster, a bit of a, not a remake, but a remaster. But what does that even mean in today's terms? I don't know. Uh, will, will I buy those games again? Will I? Yeah, I absolutely will. Do I already own all of them already? And do I have all of them on an emulator at the same time, see, yes, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll do it again. I don't care. I don't fucking care. I'll do it. I live my life. I do my thing. I don't do give a I shit. Want. Get That's out of my way. <laughs> I'll play these games in any format that I care about, <laughs> which is all of them. <laughs> I'll do it in VR eventually if I have to. Uh, but that is exciting news. It, and by news, I mean rumor. But yeah, I'll do it. I don't care. I'll. Don't make I'll me. do it. Don't make don't don't ask question don't make me. me do it because I will do it, is what I'm saying. Uh but Ryan, that'll bring us up to about where we're at, right? That'll bring us to about where we're at. Yeah. You, I mean you could literally say that about anything. But yes. Um so let's talk first about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Oh, that's the new TV show that everybody's all about. It's been out six episodes. And what do they call these episodes? Part one, part two, part three, part four, part five, part six. That what a Lava se- burp. What a seamless edit point. I love Thank you. Just not people being not being able to tell the difference and then calling attention to it for no real reason. Lava boy, here we are. We're here to make the music and the magic. Oh, tell me, tell me what you feel about the Kenobi. So put your Kenobi vision on my body. I am a real Star Wars sycophant and apologist, and I will apologize for just about. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't you apologize. You love the <laughs> pleasure and the punishment with the dildos and the leather. Plenty of it's been, some of it's been pleasure. Some of it's been punishment if I have to be honest oh, about some yes. of the stuff I've sat through. Mm. Um, this is my favorite franchise, as I say with my fiance when we sat down to watch the Obi Wan finale. Hello, I'm for, the fiance for the first time. Oh, Jack! Directly after Jacques. the new season premiere of Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Yeah, buddy. A little bit for me, a little bit for her. Um, I was like, this is my favorite franchise. Most of it's not very good. If I'm the good. Jersey Shore is your favorite franchise. Star Wars. Oh, but Jersey Shore is a close five, probably. I guess a close Just maybe the original one, the spinoff stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Last <laughs> uh, season was not that good, but we are hopeful for this season. <laughs> yes, Buckhead Shore looked like a flaming trash can. <laughs> Buckhead Shore, flaming trash can. Oh man, I can't wait to see season two of that on Disney Plus. No, 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 Cini. But um. Yeah, I really love and enjoy Star Wars as a franchise. And I enjoyed Obi-Wan Kenobi as a whole. I think that it was incredible to finally get to see Ewan McGregor back because he was probably my favorite part of that whole prequel trilogy and just that whole era of films. And to see him back reprising that character and filling in what is not necessarily an important gap, it must be said, in Star Wars history. But I think it's just it's done enough to justify its place where I'm happy that this existed. I'm happy that we we got to see so many iconic characters come back and interact. But mm, not did anything happen. So, Ryan, you watched about three ish episodes in total i would say that yes 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 yes. did you feel like you missed anything by me explaining what happened in the gaps not really no actually not at all (laughs) and that's always what's going to be the problem when you do a prequel in anything isn't it because you know how the story ends and Uh, but (laughs) i'm i'm gonna let you have your say but then i'm gonna come in there and i'm gonna Right, left, right, left, you're toothless. And you're like, God damn, they ruthless. This finale was everything I hoped for to see between these two characters because I think Hayden Obi-Wan Christ- and Darth Vader. Yeah, I think Hayden Christensen got a real raw deal in that whole prequel trilogy because he was hampered with some really horrible dialogue. And I think that I've, I've watched a lot of interviews with him where he was like, yeah, I'm ready to go like full dark side immediately. And George Lucas was like, nah, we got to fuck around for two and a half movies. And then we're going to just, you're going to kill some kids all of a sudden. And then they're going to have a big fight. So we killed kids in the beginning. And I will mention that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we were like, no, nah, we're going to let people live and just let them suffer. Yeah. It's a real. And I thought to myself, this why? is new Testament, old Testament. <laughs> they doing this. I I think he I think 
do I think he's the best actor in the world? No, absolutely not. But do I think that he was a little bit uh, hamstrung with some of the choices that were made for him? Yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, do I sort of wish that Leonardo DiCaprio took out that role like he was offered in like 1999? Yeah, probably. I think that it's too late, baby. Might have yeah, gone a little bit better, but I I am happy to see him come back people it's been long enough where they're no longer sitting him death threats and the star wars fans have moved on to sending somebody else death threats and unfortunately that's still the case of the fandom and where it is where they really don't know what they want but uh, i think that just the emotional payoff for me was it was enough to to see that i really enjoyed seeing them fight a couple times i was surprised to see how much darth vader was in this because i think that He's a character that works effectively when you don't see him really all that much, because if he keeps coming back and letting the good guys get away, he looks kind of dumb. Looks like a <laughs> Poonani. And, and a little incompetent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think the emotional payoff in this in this particular finale where you get to see his helmet cracked wide open and Hayden Christensen finally gets to do some evil guy stuff. I think that was incredible, honestly. It was exactly what I would have wanted to see. The whole audio mixing where they mixed him and James Earl Jones's voice together. I think that stuff was done really good. And I, I really enjoyed getting to see Ewan McGregor be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I chopped off your arms and legs. And yeah, we put really, you in lava, ho. We really let your pregnant wife kind of die and we didn't do too much about it. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry about it. We maybe we could have done some more to help you out when you were like, "Hey, I'm struggling with my mental health," and they were like, "Chin up, don't worry yeah. about it." Chin up. <laughs> that that is something you tell somebody, but you stick by their side. If you tell them chin up and you just kind of run away, then that's that some, just like I'm gonna pray for you. Something you tell your best friend. Good luck. Very honestly, being like I'm having some major issues, and you're like, just don't think about it. You can't do that. And I have run into a similar situation. You can't do that. You have to be there for your peeps. So it it does kind of recontextualize that whole relationship where I think what we seen in the movies was that what was presented in the original trilogy was like they were Anakin and Obi-Wan were like best friends. And this was a major like traumatic thing. But what we saw in those prequel movies was that Obi-Wan did not want to train this kid. And he very reluctantly did it. <laughs> and he was more, he was not that father figure that Anakin needed. And the whole Jedi order was kind of corrupt and they did not really help him in ways that would have been helpful and kind of really helped him be groomed by old palps where he's like, Hey, this is kind of like whenever you look <laughs> at a job from afar, whenever you're a child versus being in the mix, when you get there, you're like, Oh damn, it's who, you know, and who you blow. Not so much of how hard you work. Now I'm going to take off the gloves real quick, Jake. I'm going to say that we've been hanging out too long with the old <laughs> star Wars shit. And we need to pursue something else. Cause now they're going back and rewriting stuff. And we're like, how are you going to write yourself out of this? How? and But you just need to move on. We need something fucking new. We don't need you to go, Darth Vader, jerk off, whatever. Yeah, he's a great villain and great. We can come back to him at some point, but we don't need to do that now unless we're doing alternate universe verses or like what ifs, like you said. You said what ifs would be great. Is he still a great villain when you see him lose multiple times, though? 
Probably he not. Gets, I mean, he got his ass kicked in this finale. You could. Ah, def- I didn't get his ass kicked, but he broke his <laughs> mask and then he got upset and he yelled. And, and he then Ewan McGregor was like, well, I mean, the guy's got breathing problems. I mean, you don't beat somebody <laughs> with emphysema and be like, yeah, I'll beat your ass after I took your oxygen tank. That's fucked, Jake. That's yeah. fucked. When he started teabagging him, I thought that was in really poor taste. I mean, I, I will agree. I cannot believe that Disney okayed that scene. Oh, but let's move forward. <laughs> let's say that Darth Maul, hey, let's tie some things together. Oh, Darth let's Maul's say Darth Maul, he falls Again. into some kind of black hole and he ends up going into the future and they incorporate him somehow. How about that? How about that whole species of people? We are, are, are individuals. Darth Maul is one of them, and he's raised children, and those children are make grandchildren, or whatever, are out there, and they're just as venomous as he is, and they're just as skilled as he is. Let's do something like that. Let's not dabble in the past. Let's move forward. You know, you could jerk off all you want to to whatever your favorite pornography is, but you got to expand. You got to change yourself a little bit, people. That's the one thing you can't just be jerking off to mom mom son shit or mom daughter shit you gotta work your way to cousins or like (laughs) siblings or just like getting get out of the house go meet a teacher or something like that you know let's not hang out and just do the same shit over and over come on yeah let's let's go out there and let's do stuff let's go to a hostel you know let's go out and experience the world so here's the thing i agree with you i think that of all the Star Wars stuff, this was the thing that I was most anticipating. I'm happy it happened. But that was the thing that I was potentially most disappointed about with those three new movies that they put out. Was that... We're after, still dicking around in the past? Well, just after Return of the Jedi, they were just like, okay, uh, what do we do? Well, let's reset the universe so that it's just the empires and the rebels again. And it's like, no, not what I wanted. Not what I want, not what anybody wanted. It really makes that whole end of that first trilogy seem like, well, what was the fucking point if everything just goes to shit again every 20 years? Like, let's go really far in the future or really far in the past to the point where let's explore something else or just it's a big universe. And again, while I I really did enjoy this, and I think that there are some great live action Star Wars performances in this that I was glad to see these characters back and get to do something in a little bit of a redemption redemption arc again I, I it feels dumb being like this was an emotional for me but I felt when I watched those prequel movies they could have been better and that was me as an 11 year old not knowing anything about film or film criticism being like I think that could have gone a little bit differently I feel like they brought a little bit more emotion to that. And that meant a lot to me as a 30 year old this time around being able to be like, good. I'm glad those actors finally got to do something like that. But as a franchise, we need to move on. And that seems like that's where that series went, where Obi-Wan's like, we're both free now. We can move on. We did it with the Mandalorian. Yeah, we we held on to the past with Baby Yoda. But we also move forward and discuss that he is not Yoda and he's a baby. He's (laughs) tiny, he's cute, and he has powers. They did it and they did like Space Cowboy, which is very cool in my opinion. Let's go out there and go find something else. You said George Lucas loved cowboy movies and like samurai movies. movies. Why don't we invest more into the samurai side of things? How cool would that be? 
So they did an animated series with the Star Wars visions where there a couple of them are very anime inspired and a couple of them are inspired directly by old black and white samurai movies, taking it right back to Star Wars roots. I would either I would like to see because I do think that honestly, Star Wars does work maybe a little bit better in this short form television format than maybe saying we're doing a trilogy of films. Be like, no, maybe do one series of a TV show and then see if it goes good from there. Because I, I think that that format works well and that works well from what, you know, George Lucas watching Flash Gordon and stuff like that. I think that that's that's a format that it's it's good for. Let's do something different. Let's do lots of let's do lots of spinoffs that are not connected to anything that we've seen before. Let's do explore different characters. I feel like Skywalker's Obi-Wan, like I'm glad that we saw this. I'm glad we saw more of it. I enjoyed it. But from here on out, we need to do something a mm. little bit different. They're making a season two, by the way, Jake. Well, <laughs> so good I, luck on that, my friend. I feel like we can't keep having Obi-Wan and Darth Vader run into each other for the next 10 years or otherwise it will mean nothing. People might start talking. <laughs> They'll be like, okay, like I'm glad we got to see this, but this is getting a bit ridiculous where it's like every other episode they're having a lightsaber fight. Yeah. Let's, let's get over it. Um, I think, and I think that they left them. This finale really did do everything in its power to feel like a finale. Ryan, we watched this together tonight and it, we it did. ended five different With our times. pants off. Yeah. <laughs> and there was another movie that, that seemed very similar to me that had like multiple endings. And I can't remember what it was, but I remember thinking in the movie that I saw like years and years ago, I was like, God, when is it going to end? And maybe it was Star Wars. And I was just like, I mean... We got Liam Neeson that came back for crying out loud. He did. He made a surprise appearance. Like twenty-three years. Gotcha, motherfuckers. <laughs> and he's like, "Guess what? I'm back." <laughs> if they do a second season of this, I'm sure it will be more around them and not, "Oh, Princess Leia's been kidnapped again." Oh, I've got to fight Darth Vader again. If they do that, at least I feel like it has to be different from what we just saw. Otherwise we're immediately minimizing some of the emotional payoff that we just got from some of this. <laughs> I just thought that this was great, but at the same time, I'm just, I'm a little tired. I'm ready to move on. It's you know? the same way I felt. I appreciated it. I liked it. I'm ready for something different. You know, I think most people would be, I don't know. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of like, have you ever had like a really, really good meal? And you're like, you know what I would like immediately after this? The same thing. The exact same meal four more times. A lot of times it's not good. <laughs> but if you go to the Cracker Barrel and enjoy the blueberry pancakes there multiple times, they're so good. I am just saying. <laughs> That's the one exception. To that the is the one exception because I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. But um, for me, Obi-Wan was great. But I'm I'm ready to move on to it's a big galaxy. I want to see something different. Ryan, I, I feel like we're kind of in agreement, even though we even though I was more positive and you were more negative. I feel like our opinions were actually about the same. <laughs> yeah, I just it just is it's time for a change, right? I I agree. 
Um, and yeah, I, Star Wars is not Marvel, but I, I feel like it could take some lessons from it and and spin off in some different directions. Let's go a different direction. Yeah, like why shall we just hang in the same bubble forever? Uh, because uh, cowardice, I guess, or maybe they're a little bit. I don't know. I, f- I feel like Disney's been cautious with Star Wars after they had some hits and misses where. Uh, some old people are really angry about the fact that they're Asians and black people in Star Wars now. And that's really the reason they're upset. The Asians and the black people. Yeah. Let's let's be honest. When the, the amount of people that are harassing Moses Ingram online for her performance in the Obi-Wan series, I think she was good. Um, it, but even if you didn't like her in that series, don't send actors death threats. And especially don't send like, racially why would motivated you? hate mail to them because you did enjoy their part in this fictional TV series. People are idiots and they can't separate things. They don't know what they want. BT doves. Uh, your boy. Um, oh, who, uh, don't say this is my boy. R. Kelly. Oh, no, this is not he's my boy. 30 years <laughs> in prison. <laughs> so, yep, there's that. Oh, we forgot to mention Sonic Frontier. Um, that's coming out. So, <laughs> yep, <laughs> it really diminishes the impact. It <laughs> comes right after R. Kelly. How no. many years in prison? A thirty years, Good. as of right now. Good. <laughs> Good. Deserves Anyways, Ryan, let's talk a little bit more about the boys because I feel like a series that deserves more time in the limelight, and I don't. I feel like it's still a little bit underground for what it is. I mean, I f- feel like it's an Amazon Prime thing, so um, <laughs> maybe it can only be so popular because I feel like even the good stuff on Amazon Prime does not get noticed in the way that it should. Oh yeah, for sure. And this is show is no exception. And like, not everybody has Amazon Prime. Not really sure why, but they <laughs> don't. If you ordered shit, you've got access to this as well. <laughs> This is the best Amazon original they've ever produced, in my opinion, period. Um, from what we know. From what I've seen. I liked Man on the High Castle, but this is the best original show that they've produced. Period. Uh, what was the Angels and Demons thing they did? A couple years ago, they got canceled after two seasons. Lucifer? Yeah, no, it wasn't loose. It was something else. Where, anyways, doesn't matter. People forgot about it already. Hardcore. The boys is gross in a good way, but wonderful. It's gross in a good way. This season three has been my favorite season of this show so far, and it's been a, a series in general that we, both of us have been pretty positive about. I feel it's. And again, going back to just the characters and the performances, Homelander is fucking scary as a central antagonist of this show. But they've really they've really upped the ante with this temporary compound V shit that they've introduced. And now that Huey and Butcher are juicing and the rest of the boys are like, nah, we're not down with this shit. No. Starlight's like. Nah, I'm not down with this shit either. I feel like we've got some genuine, there's some genuine stakes now. And the fact that um, 
We've gone back in time. We've seen flashbacks of Soldier Boy, who was the uh, Black Noir original. too. Oh well, yeah, that was the big one. Soldier- My man at the beginning of the episode ran away after he cut out the tracking device in his arm. Where he just showed up again after not being there for six episodes. And Homelander's like, "I'm really glad you're here." And he's like, "Sounds good." And like he didn't say that. He just kind of like nodded. Then he carved out his tracking thing in the elevator and was like. Here you go. I'm out of here. Peace. Son, son. <laughs> yeah. What do you what do you think of uh Soldier Boy as another initial antagonist where he is sort of the Homelander before Homelander was Homelander? He was a big hero in World War II, but then he kind of got sold out by some of his friends in the 1970s to the Russians, and he's been held captive there for a while. So Butcher and Huey, they show up to uh they go, they go out to Russia, and they're like, all right, we're going to show up here. There's a secret weapon here. It turns out it's Soldier Boy. He's been cryogenically frozen, um, and we get he's, the, he's really the weapon, the asset that we've got to rescue and, and uh, retain here. Mm-hmm. What, what did you think about all that? Um, I, I mean, it was an interesting way to kind of expedite everything. Cause I mean, it isn't like we have to create a hero like we did with Ryan, who was the son of um, Homelander and we don't have to wait. There's already somebody out there who's been experimented on for years and years and years. And it's a winter soldier sort of treatment we've, we're getting here <laughs> kind of, but just a little more unhinged. Uh, yeah. And just a little more dirty. And I kind of enjoy that. But at the same time, will he be a match? Because, Herogasm at the end of that we had both parties fighting Homelander and Soldier Boy mano a mano and that didn't go down in favor of Soldier Boy it seemed like Homelander was winning but whenever you had Billy Butcher with Compound V and Huey Huey with Compound V also with Compound V yeah his power is teleportation but every time he teleports he jumps out of his clothes basically (laughs) Good. And he takes other people out naked. Right. Took Starlight right out of her suit as well. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, this happens. I don't really know why. It's just kind of the thing that happens when I do this. I think that <laughs> MM, at the end of it, he is going to shoot up and be able to kill Soldier Boy. I think Homelander makes it because, let's face it, people can say whatever they want about Homelander. But Anthony Starr as Homelander makes he- a show as well as Carl Urban as Billy Butcher. If you lose either one of these people, the show is not going to be as good. The supporting cast is great. and None of those people can take the reins from those two actors. And if you end one of them, you have to end the show. And I think both of them are going to die at the same time. And I think I just want them to end at the same time but i really love both actors and i love their parts and stuff a lot of people can't so take away from the fact that the actor versus the person they're playing you need both i think that the in, the most interesting part of this is anthony Starr's portrayal so homelander as a character in in the world of the show he is sort of basically evil version of captain america and superman combined but he has daddy issues 
And he also is incredibly deeply insecure. So even though he is completely aware that he physically could probably destroy most of the life on this planet single-handedly, there is a part of him that really deeply craves the affection and adoration of others, which is really why they're able to keep him in check. And that's part of the reason why he keeps himself in check. And I really enjoyed the whole political power play where he's you know, talking to uh, what's her name? Victoria Newman, the Congresswoman mm-hmm. and she gets, head popper. Yeah. Head popper. And she turns in her own dead uh, Giancarlo Esposito. And, um, I enjoyed that Homelander's like, yeah, I'm basically the new CEO. This other girl's like kind of running it, but she's afraid of me. And he immediately is realizing that running a company is different from being one of a member of the seven and Mm -hmm. seems immediately stressed by this. And I love the part where they're initially confronting. They're like, he's soldier boy is back and he's, has like a mental breakdown or whatever. And he stares in the mirror and he's talking to himself. Yeah. And then at the same time, him himself in the mirror is like trying to tell him to dehumanize himself and cut all ties with wanting any kind of respect. And in the comic book, Herogasm was an island where all these superheroes went to go fuck. And Homelander went out there to convince everybody to plot against thought. But now he is a place in Vermont. Yeah, and just like a little for sea list, famously not an island. Yeah, <laughs> most people would say famously <laughs> surrounded by no water on any sides. Is Vermont not on the east coast? Vermont's on the east coast, but it has no coastline. No coastline. Okay, it's like New Hampshire flipped upside down, where there's My no coastline God. at all. So you you're got pretty New much- Hampshire. And then Maine really big dicking it up and just like blocking doing you it like this. And for Cock the people, for the people at home, I'm doing the whole fingers together. And that's Vermont in the middle. That's when like, the penises kiss. Yeah, exactly. And Vermont's like, I want to get in that. And Maine and New Hampshire are like, no, nah, you don't get no. Coastline. You don't get none of this. You don't get none of that. You can but try maybe all you want. Herogasm, you, you can. And they're like, okay, I'm in for right now. We've also got A-Train and his very complex relationship with his own ethnic identity, where he initially did it as publicity. publicity, And then he very much gets to experience the actual real world consequences of, let's just say, police overreach. Social inequality. Fucking Blue Hawk, where he's like, okay, I'll go and do Paralyzed his brother. Yeah, and then he freaks out where he's like, I felt threatened. He's like, why? Because you're in a room full of black people. And he winds up paralyzing A-Train's brother. And then Huey confronts him at the orgy, which was (laughs) funny how that had turned out. But a genuinely touching moment where he's like, I want you to apologize. And he's like, you want me to apologize? Because I will. God, that is actually genuinely really difficult to watch someone you care about get hurt by someone in that way and you can't do anything about it and he's like i finally after three seasons i actually understand why you're mad at me well i feel like <laughs> and he he's been me. just such a bastard though a train like even this season whenever he sold him out and had someone killed right Super never Sonic. mentions that his brother cannot walk because of this racist Blue superhero, Hawk, yeah, but also he has sold out people for his betterment. 
Yeah. And so that makes him none the better. I don't care. The, and even in some instances, I'd rather be paralyzed than dead, like mutilated. And at the end of this, he takes Blue Hawk for a ride where he skins him up on that road. But we know that he's not been able to run for over a year because his heart might explode. And it really looks like he's on the precipice of having an actual heart attack this time because of those uh, because of that. I would be very surprised if that was actually the end of that character. But yeah, he dragged his face across and he ran for the fastest uh, first time as fast as he could yeah. since his heart issue. And it way it came off, it was like his last run. I'd be surprised if that was it. Would be too. I but, feel like there's an arc there, but I feel like... But also, the way that this show goes, it very well might be. Well, what we about the redhead that's pulling her hair out? Like, is she like some kind of weird superhero, or is she just... She has to be, because like, they try to reach out to her, and then she like freaks out, and she holds this position of power. She's definitely going to die, because she's she was, evil, but she's pulling out her hair like there's was, something going on there. What was the lady's name in season one? Madeline? Oh, the one they like fucking burn her skull out? Yeah, I can't she remember. was her assistant in yeah. season one. And uh, her name is, because um, there's two of them now. Madeline something. Yeah. But no, there's two of them, because um, there's other whatever her face is yeah allison ally or whatever yeah she's she's worked her way up where she's now Top officially dog. the C- she's taken giancarlo esposito's place where she's the ceo but she only answers to homelander basically and neither of them are actually people that are good at their jobs they just kind of or good people were, or good people they just they were there and that's where the ships the chips fell and that's the kind of thing that they inherited this show is so good i just season three, I love the way that they are really just kind of going after everybody. I love the way that they lampoon various different things, like the the whole really half-assed apology where he's like, I'm not racist. I'm not a racist person at all. But I hate black people. But I hate black people. <laughs> I'm like, okay, he's wow. Like, well, <laughs> and they're like, well, I wouldn't be in this neighborhood if crime wasn't so high. And just so like, and just the that was such, unfortunately, a representation of the way that things are in the real world. And God, I, I hate that that's how it is. But they really just, they nailed that on the head. There's several other things that they mock that I wish that I remember. There's one really specific example, I think from episode four or five, and I can't remember exactly what it is, but I was just like, yep, that is a a mirroring something that happened in In real life. Exactly in real life. What do you think is going to happen with Black Noir? (sighs) You think I can kill him off? He's a wild card for me because he's been absent for this entire season for maybe about 30 seconds in in this one. And he's not the only one who's left. There's still more people for Soldier Boy to kill. What do you think of Seth Rogen's uh, guest? Jerking parent? off? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. He Very didn't have like a character. big spot. It was just like, oh, <laughs> cool. Um, he's an executive producer on, on this show. so I, I And was, I will correct myself. Before I said that he had nothing to do with it a couple weeks ago, he does have something to do with it. But I think what I saw in Hot Ones was wherever he presented it and um, to whoever and they floated the idea around to other people and then finally they came back to Seth Rogen and uh, his his other guy that he works with I want to say his name's like Evan or something and 
they were green lighted. Yeah. Um, but that didn't really affect me. Uh, it's kind of like in, in this, like, you know, hero gas and people are like constantly like, Oh, it's about sex and shit like that. While I, 20, uh, not even 20 years, 10 years, 15 years ago, I'd been like all about it. I've been jerking off like left and right, repeating it. But the big part about this was the fight at the end for me. Uh, I I don't think that that the, the hooking up and the tits and the fucks or whatever did anything for me as much as that. There are plenty of, but the fact that this was that controversial it was not that bad. As far as an orgy goes. I've seen worse. Watch yeah. Hannibal or Cannibal Holocaust. Like, get out of my way. Yeah, it's fine. It's like, it's not like PG rated, but it's also not the in- most insane thing that you've ever seen. It's definitely doesn't live up to really the the reputation that needed a disclaimer at the very beginning, which was hilarious, by the way. But also like it, re- it's nothing outside of the realm of anything we've seen in this show so far. If you're not put off by people's heads exploding and people's punching through other people's bodies, seeing some tits and dicks is not really going to like blow your mind based on what you've seen at this point. So yeah. And like, I mean, it's really about the fight at the end. I mean, you know, which I loved. Oh, I thought it was the best part. It's what I told you. I was like, enjoy the fight because it's going to be epic. And that's the best part. And there's two more episodes left for this season. Excited to see what's happening. I see they're also filming soon. Um, So expect to see more of them next year. Um, I'm excited. Can't wait to see what's going to happen here. I don't think Soldier Boy makes it beyond the season. Or if he does, very briefly in the next season. I would be shocked to see if he survives this. Homelander makes it. But he realizes that but he maybe, needs help and that he's ready to cut ties with yeah. everybody and do his own thing. I he's been be, working that the whole time. Yeah, I would be. I think the way that this Starlight ends, also, she cut him. She quits. She, she quits. Facebook Live or whatever at the end where she's like, I'm out. Homelander this is all up. the craziness <laughs> and this is behind the scenes. She's like, 30 people are dead. Um, I'm wearing this oversized T-shirt. But don't worry about that. Um, yeah. And Homelander actually seemed like he gravitated towards her a little bit during his madness. He was like, I'm so glad that you're here. Like he found some kind of camaraderie with her, even though he's fucking screw loose. I think that he is one of those people that I don't want to talk about Trump. He's more into himself but he also enjoys he's, the fact that people cater to that. And that's what he's he one of those people, people that believes his own bullshit at a certain point, you know, where he, you know, obviously it's something that's made it for TV, but I think he buys into that own lie a little bit. And I think that that's maybe a loose parallel that they're trying to draw there where they're drawing some of those personality traits, but he's, he's very much one of those people that's very insecure about who they are. Mm-hmm. And they really want the adoration of others, either whether it's real or something they've invented in their head and something that they can sort of play off of where he needs somebody else by his side, whether it's a fucking Nazi or whether it's Maeve, who is a lesbian or whether it's Starlight, who is not into him at all and has actively plotted to kill him. And he knows about that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's also like, I like the idea of this. So 
part of that does seem genuine that he does need somebody else outside of himself to kind of get that validation. We've all met somebody like that. And I think that that's what makes him such a convincing villain is that he does have that vulnerability where you're like, I know somebody like this that is got to screw loose, but they really need like that validation because they've got some fucking problems they got to deal with. Such a good, such a good villain, really. Just and, this- and probably, I mean, I will say it time and time again. Him, and Billy Butcher, are uh, the heart of this show. It really that- is, and it, it it gives you two essentially quarterbacks for both sides, and you get to see them, and you hate them, and you love them, or vice versa. I mean, Billy Butcher can be a bastard sometimes. So, yeah, and I think that we've something we've kind of glossed over both times we've talked about this season, but what about Frenchie and, um, Olga and Kim, Kimiko talking about Kimiko. So she, her powers seem to be gone because of Fritz. Yeah. They're, well, it's because, uh, soldier boy hit her, but soldier boy only hit her so hard to give her, her lose her powers where he hit the twins harder and he hit, um, crimson cow or whatever her name is. He hit hard enough well, to like vaporized her, vaporized the whole lot, vaporized the entire orgy, basically. Oh, and they killed the uh, little guy who blew up the dude's penis. They stepped on him in this one. They did. He's done, son. They did do that. Karma's a he bitch. Was he was the one that showed up and Mother's Milk was M.M. was like, what is on my leather jacket? Like, yeah. What oh, yeah. Because he crawled me? out of that girl's vagina. He's like, I gotta find a bathroom, and then he and then he walked in, the dude jizzed all over him <laughs> like a so much cum. A lot. Like, this sucks. I hate this place so much. <laughs> His mm. eyes were like, like it's barely open. He's like, there's so much semen all over oh, my God. body. I mean, that would be the worst. But I mean. <sighs> It was like probably a worse it was like thing. standing in front of a whale or something. It, was it probably was so much. Semen. That's why they say the ocean's salty. <laughs> um, but herogasm not as bad as they made it seem. Really, I mean, it's only like a ten minute spot where they're even yeah. in that building, and really only like maybe three minutes of like where you're like, whoa, this is going on. Because other times you're more perplexed by what the story is and, and like the plot. That's the more interesting thing. Although there was that whole tangent where they're like, why'd you put uh cameras in the bathrooms? Oh, and, and they saw somebody's dick and yeah. butthole. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, Chuck Berry did that. And that's like some real shit right there that people do. But also it was like, it's not shocking because the violence and the way that people interact with each other is the more shocking thing. Mm -hmm. Like seeing a ball sack and a butthole at the same time. I I look at those every day. I do because of that mirror I have on the ground. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) the mirror I have under the ground. That's all right. But, um. Yeah, it's this series is is so good. And I'm so glad that they're I'm glad that this season this season has been as good as it is. Mm-hmm. And I wish things were better in the real world and this wasn't so accurate at representing things that are happening in real life. But maybe that just helps us. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, anything anything else you really want to add about this one, Ryan? Um, I just this is my favorite TV show, and this is what I look forward to every week. Um, uh, this weekend, I plan on getting drunk, smoking a bunch of hookah, and playing the new Ninja Turtles arcade game, which I haven't played yet, which I'm stoked on because 
I am purchasing a physical copy because I love the Ninja Turtles and I have to have it in my hands. But I've seen a lot of good reviews from the Ninja Turtles fans out there. Um, and I'm really stoked on playing it. Um, I'm going to be Raphael or Michelangelo, whatever my buddy doesn't pick. That's what I'm going to go for. Yeah. This such a good season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, next week, uh, what? We've got a couple, couple things. Maybe there'll be a very, very short mini-sode because I'm also going out of town and out of the country. So we'll we'll see. Maybe we'll break Two off Two people one. bullshitting. We'll break off one of those into a very short episode. We'll see. But yeah, there's... Doodles and let that. Umbrella Academy's out. Um, there's a dance sequence in there, Footloose. I have seen it because somebody at work keeps showing it to me multiple times. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good new stuff out of this. So I'm really looking forward to our year in review where we're like, yeah, movies were kind of shit, but man, did we get treated to some good TV during this year. And I'll be like, man, I don't even remember any of this. I have a child now and like life is fucking nuts. Yeah, buddy. Four more months to go. Well, less than... Yeah, less than four months. Holy shit. Hold on to your hold on to your hats because the end of the world's coming because my kid's gonna bring the apocalypse. Yeah. Vanya style. Oh yeah. Hardcore. Or, or Victor style. Which I'm interested to see how they do that in Umbrella Academy. From what because, I've seen, barely addressed at all. Yeah, in the uh footloose <laughs> scene that I've seen, it's still Ellen Page. It's not Elliot Page. Long hair, but they do address it, is what I was told. From what I've seen. They were like, yep, well, other things that have happened that are crazier. So here's my prediction. We're just glad you're fam- your family and you're here and we love you. And we're glad you're here. <laughs> uh, I think Vanya, whatever her Sparrow Academy equivalent, uh, equivalent is, I think that's going to be the person that's going to cause the biggest issue. I don't think it's going to be her this time. I think it's going to be that and both teams are going to throw a line. Yeah. Or what if they really just keep hitting that note and the Vanya equivalent and Vanya are the ones who cause the issue and both teams have to work together. Yeah. Uh, stop with it. Don't sleep on Umbrella Academy. That's pretty either. fucking good. I'm the boys and Umbrella Academy being back at the same time, basically two of the best superhero properties that are out. Period. Yeah. I'm still hanging with the boys. Yeah. Uh, Miss Marvel's also out right now. I haven't Which watched we any have of that. Watch any of? We were gonna be like, yeah, let's watch it. We haven't. We haven't watched it yet. I'm sorry. Mm, what's up? But I mean, that's out there too for us to take a look at. And Just waiting on Lila Crocodile to drop. No, we are not waiting on that. <laughs> I fucked up so hard last week. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's from Loki, right? And like, no, nah, no, nah, that's its own thing. Yeah, didn't even go Perfect. back for that one, honestly. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> But anyways, um, guys, as we say, uh, thanks for listening. As we say at the end of this and every episode of Almost Accurate. Nighty night, bitches. Until next time, folks. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.